Good evening. Join us as we descend into the realm of trembling terror. Be warned, darkness and fear await us on our journey among the shadows. Good evening, listeners. I'm your host, Kate Rogers, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Among the Shadows, and our very first Halloween episode. We're so excited at the response we've gotten thus far, and we are simply dying to share more tales from Among the Shadows with you. And so, tonight, we bring you two Halloween-themed stories. Our first story finds us trick-or-treating on Halloween night with a few young kids, but something more than candy awaits them at their next stop. We bring you Beware the Pumpkin Master. I'm telling you the truth. I saw her with my own two eyes. Megan exclaimed as she relayed the horrific description to her three best friends, Peter, Ralph, and Stephen. There was this witch, all in black, and she was standing on the front porch. She was laughing maniacally, and it was so creepy, and I had nightmares for weeks. The 11-year-old could tell that her friends didn't believe her about the real witch she remembered from last year. Maybe it was her Halloween costume that made her seem so lame. Megan was dressed as an angel. She was wearing a white dress, white wings, white tights, matching white shoes. But she was missing her golden halo. She originally wore a halo, and her long, dark hair was braided in a way to keep the halo in place. The hairstyle looked good for pictures, but the braids were tight and uncomfortable. So she took off her halo and undid her hair, as soon as she walked out the door. And then, to be funny, she aimed a hair rubber band at her first person to answer Peter's door, which she was sure would be her friend Peter. This shot him right in the cheek and smudged some of the makeup on the right side of his face. Peter wasn't happy with Megan. He was not pleased about being startled and assaulted with a rubber band. He kept pretty quiet for a while, and if he did say something, it was short or under a huff. He was wearing a Joker costume. He had a purple suit and lots of white makeup. The makeup took his mother a very long time to apply, during which time he had to sit uncomfortably still, like a statue. Megan picked up on his sulky mood and felt bad that her prank backfired. She didn't know he was going to have such elaborate face paint. You know, that smudge makes you look more edgy, she said to him, and that perked him up a bit. Nightmares for weeks, huh? He replied. Yeah, weeks. She was so creepy, Megan went on. I'd see her in my nightmares, and I swear, I'd wake up to the sound of her cackle, and her nose was long and shaped like a hook. It was puke green, with warts and boogers dripping from her nose holes. Creepy and gross. Their other two friends, Ralph and Stephen, smiled, elbowed each other, and then giggled. The two brothers thought Megan's imagination had gotten the best of her again. Ralph was dressed as a pirate, 
and Stephen's costume was a bit more creative. It was homemade, but most kids didn't know what he was dressed as. He wore a blue bedsheet and a white skull mask. The brothers had heard legends about the pumpkin master from their grandmother, but they never heard of a real witch in town before. Ralph asked, Have you ever heard of the pumpkin master? I've heard of the pumpkin king, Peter said. Yeah, but that's a cartoon, Ralph explained. The pumpkin master is the real deal. They say on dark, foggy Halloween nights when the moon is full, he flies around looking for lonely people to gnaw off their heads and suck out their entrails from their neck stumps. Megan and Peter gave a speechless blank stare. It was the goriest thing they'd ever heard, and Ralph sounded like he believed every word he spoke. Stephen said, Yeah, our grandmother told us all about him. She said the pumpkin master looked like a blue ghost with a white skull, just like me. He did a little hand gesture across his body to convey the genius of his costume. Megan said, You look like a bedsheet with a mask. Peter agreed, Yeah, you're not that scary. With a hint of jauntness in his voice, Stephen recited the pumpkin master's rhyme. I'm the man of your dreams that feeds off your screams. A chester of gore from legend and lore. Soon the lords and the ladies will be pushing up daisies, for the darkness comes faster. Beware of the pumpkin master. <laughs> Megan nodded her head. Steve, you look like a walking bedsheet with a mask. I am the pumpkin master. She rolled her eyes. You're the dork master. Peter wondered for a moment, why do they call a ghostly skull the pumpkin master? Ralph raised his hook hand and grumbled like a pirate. Yar, you don't know the tale of the pumpkin master? And then he switched to his spooky narrator voice. Normally, the pumpkin master is bound to the spirit world with the other ghosts and demons. But on the eve of some hain, the veil is lifted and he can enter our realm through pumpkins. He travels from pumpkin to pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern to jack-o'-lantern, hiding and searching for his next victim. Then, on the night of Halloween, he pops out of a pumpkin and flies around his victim before biting off their head with his jagged, ghostly skull jaw. Ralph and Stephen relayed the story their grandmother told them about a young woman walking alone on Halloween. She ran away from her home because she was tired of doing chores. She ran into the dark woods, and at first she thought it was thrilling, but then she got spooked. The wind picked up, and the branches looked like long fingers grabbing at the clouds in the sky. A fog blew in, and through it she saw a streetlight in the distance and ran to it. The fog followed the girl, and soon she was swallowed in it. The girl ran towards the light in the street, and when she finally got there, she noticed a blackbird perched on top. The blackbird spoke and said, Little mouse, little mouse, get back in the house. The owl is on the prowl and hungry for your bowels. Run while your heart still beats. The pumpkin master is on the street. Ralph got really close to his friends, and his voice a little softer. The girl heard footsteps, big footsteps. She looked behind, but she couldn't see through the thick fog. She turned back, and bam! 
Stephen explained. She was found dead with her eyeballs sucked out. That didn't make any sense, Peter said. I thought the pumpkin master didn't have feet. And that bird could have pecked out her eyes. Then why is her head still attached? Plus, if she was alone, where did the story come from? Megan didn't believe the story either, even though it did scare her a little. It sounded like something parents would tell kids so they wouldn't stay out late. She sighed and accepted that Stephen was dressed as the pumpkin master, and the four kids went door to door, trick-or-treating. After an hour or so of walking, the small group finally got to the house where the witch in black stood. The house was on the other side of the neighborhood, a place that the kids weren't very familiar with, but it was the most impressively decorated house they had ever seen. There were over a hundred jack-o'-lanterns, maybe close to two hundred if they actually counted them. Some of the jack-o'-lanterns were placed on the white picket fence, and some were stacked like a totem pole. Others were layered on the front lawn and peering out of the windows. Each jack-o'-lantern had a lighted candle, which gave off an eerie glow around the house. The four friends weren't thinking of the undertaking it must have been to light all those candles. They were just in absolute awe, taking it all in. The house, the porch, the witch, and the incredibly inviting, spooky, candlelit path bordered by pumpkins that led to the front porch where the witch in black was beckoning. The sweet smell of chocolate and baked goods was waiting from the open door and windows. See, I told you, Megan pointed at the witch. There she is, the witch in black. The other kids thought the place was amazing. And then Peter had to laugh. Seriously, Megan, that's just an awesome lady with a really great costume. It's Halloween. People are supposed to be scary. Then he pointed at Ralph. See, scary pirate. He pointed at Stephen. Kind of a scary pumpkin masker. He pointed at his smudged cheek. Scary villain. And then he pointed at Megan. You're an angel, not scary. I'm telling you there's something wrong here. She is too scary. Stephen noticed that the witch was giving out large chocolate bars. Holy smokes! The witch has given out whole candy bars. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going for it. Ralph joined. Soon the two brothers were dashing through the lighted pumpkin path to the porch, where the witch stood. Peter was about to follow the brothers when Megan grabbed his arm and begged him not to go. Please don't go. I'm so scared. Megan, she has large bars of chocolate. Ralph and Stephen were waving at their friends from the porch and shouting something about candy apples and hot chocolate inside. Ralph dropped down to one knee and made a very enthusiastic, yes, motion, and then the two brothers went inside the house. Now look, they're inside and having a load of fun, and we're not. Doesn't something about this seem wrong to you? No, I think the pumpkins are freaking awesome. This lady went all out on Halloween. There's nothing wrong about that. Then Peter grabbed a shiny stone from the ground. I'll give you a lucky charm to keep you safe while I go check it out inside. That's a pebble. This is a spell I learned from my big sister. Peter took the rock and rubbed it into the dirt. A blessing from the north, earth. May you give Megan strength and endurance. Peter then blew a kiss at the rock. A blessing from the east, air. May you protect Megan from misfortune. Peter stuck the rock inside a light of pumpkin and made it touch the flame. A blessing from the south, fire. Please protect Megan from evil. Peter finally spit on the warm stone. A blessing from the west, water. Please give Megan courage. He handed the stone to Megan. She was more grossed out by the stone than happy. 
that's not water, you just spit on it. My sister told me that spitting is the next best thing to water. She was still grossed out, but you spit on the stone and handed it to me. It has germs, and now I have germs. The stone will protect you. Now I'm going to get a chocolate bar and see what Steve and Ralph are doing. Peter walked down the path. He met the witch, and she gave him two candy bars. He smiled and waved them at Megan, and then went inside the house. Megan was alone. The sound of trick-or-treating groups faded off the street. The other lit-up Halloween houses seemed to get dimmer, and their lights began turning off. The wind picked up, but the bugs, birds, and other ambient neighborhood sounds diminished. It became suddenly very quiet, and soon the house of the Witch in Black was the only bright spot in the neighborhood. The flaming jack-o'-lantern seemed to all be facing her, and then Megan noticed a fog was creeping up to her ankles. She started to shiver with fear as the atmosphere became more and more chilling. She held on to the stone and hoped that her friends would be exiting the house very soon. Oh, please, guys. Please hurry. I need you. She'd been waiting for a while and had not seen any other trick-or-treaters outside, and no one had exited the house. It had become too dark and dangerous for her to go home alone now. Megan clenched to the stone and hoped that Peter's blessing may have actually had some merit to it. She proceeded to walk down the path of the fire-gazing eyes and those menacing smiles. She hoped that Peter's sister was right and that spit could be a substitute for water. She walked a few more steps inside the witch's front yard. The jack-o'-lanterns turned towards Megan. Some of the jack-o'-lanterns inched closer to the path and others closed in behind. The fog rose over the orange shells and the stems of the jack-o'-lanterns. She had seen the flickering lights beneath the fog and saw them moving closer. She walked a few more steps closer to the witch in black. The fog was up to her knees now and had turned reddish-orange in color. Something was breathing by her feet. She turned around and saw nothing from behind. And then she turned toward the picket fence, and a small blackbird landed on it. The bird looked at her and said, Little mouse, little mouse, get back in the house. The owl is on the prowl and hungry for your bowels. Run while your heart still beats. The pumpkin master is on the street. Her heart sank as she remembered Stephen and Ralph's story. But I'm not alone, she shakily pointed at the witch. You are alone, dear Angel Cake. The witch is just a fake. Your friends are not here. Only the pumpkin master draws near. Something had softly stroked her leg and touched her knee. And the bird said, Angel, take flight. Flee this damned night. She wasn't going to argue with the talking bird. Megan turned around and leapt her way out of the front yard. And suddenly, a dark, shadowy figure rose before her from the red fog. It looked like a giant shadow of a bald man with demonic wings. The demon saw Megan as an angel of light and fell to his knees and wept. I cannot feel the scorch of a flame, yet I know you are without blame. I have no heart to break, though for you the empty space now aches. Sweet angel in white, I want only to protect you from the evils of the night. 
the affectionate demon terrified Megan into a frenzy. She threw Peter's blessing stone at the face of the demon and hit the beast with a magical splash and cracked his nose and mouth. Peter's sister was right. Spit could work as water. The magical attack had weakened him, and the beast roared, Why? Suddenly, she heard a pop, like a smashing pumpkin, and she looked around in the fog and saw a flying skull swooping up and down. She felt it grab onto her shoulders and lift her slightly off the ground, cold slime dripping down her back, and she let out a screech. She felt a tug at her ankles and found herself hanging upside down. She'd been snatched from the grip of the pumpkin master just as it was about to bite off her head. The next thing she knew, Peter, Stephen, and Ralph were lifting her up off the ground. Next to her, lying amidst the jack-o'-lanterns, was the animatronic witch in black, with a head missing and all of its stuffing sucked out. Hiding behind a pile of flaming jack-o'-lanterns was the demon with the cracked face. It was he that swapped her for the witch in black and spoiled the pumpkin master's kill. Megan, my angel divine, someday you will be mine. <laughs> we do hope you enjoy the story Beware the Pumpkin Master Written by Richard Stashy And performed by Cade Rogers If you'd like to hear more from Richard You can find his book Him, a zombie psycho thriller On Amazon for free this Halloween Big thank you to Richard For letting us use your story tonight Now, as promised we bring you part two of our Halloween double feature. Venture with us into the fields of pumpkins as we search amidst the rot to find just the right one. It's practically begging for us to find it. We bring you the Pumpkin Patch. The rickety tractor slowed to a stop in the middle of the pumpkin fields. Crows circled above rows upon rows of decaying vegetables, each of them mushy and buzzing with flies. The farmer killed the engine and looked around almost as if he was mourning for the rows of rotting pumpkins. He turned his attention to the hayride passengers, which consisted of three people, a husband, a wife, and their little girl. He scratched his head and motioned to the field. Well, folks, I'm sad to say that it's the best of them. Weather didn't quite cooperate this year. This year's harvest was a bit of a wash. Despite the field full of rotten vegetables, Brittany seemed ecstatic. She bounced on her hay bale, eager to find the perfect pumpkin. Her parents looked at her, then to the field, before exchanging mutual looks of disappointment. Brittany reminded them that she was turning six this year, and she wanted to be a big girl and pick out a pumpkin all by herself. Reluctantly, they let her go, deciding that they would watch from the hay wagon. She squealed with excitement and took off running, leaping over rows to find the perfect one. Don't go far! Stay where we can see you, her father called, but she was so focused on searching the rotten pumpkins that she didn't acknowledge them. 
In Brittany's determined search, she encountered a rabbit. It was an adorable little thing, and at the sight of it she seemed to forget all about her hunt. She was transfixed by the rabbit, with its fluffy fur and marble-like eyes. When it noticed her presence, it scurried away, dashing through the patch in a white blur. Brittany gave chase, her pink rubber boots sloshing in the mud with every step. She weaved between caved-in husks and vines, hardly noticing the stray feathers in the half-eaten mice. Her boots stepped over bird carcasses and little piles of bones, little masses that seemed to be covered in dried yellow slime. Brittany reached out a hand and tried to beckon it, looking into the little sweet eyes of the rabbit. By the time she noticed the gaping jaws, it was too late. In a flash of orange and red, the rabbit was consumed. Hundreds of wicked teeth minced the rabbit with a crunch. The large pumpkin looked at her with boil-like eyes, glowing pupils staring as its crooked maw gnashed the rabbit into paste. While all Brittany could do was watch in horror, the pumpkin paused for a moment and opened its mouth to show the slimy, bloody contents. A scream rang through the field, and her parents came running. I don't want these pumpkins, was all she said. And so her parents shrugged and took her home. On their way, they stopped at the store to cheer her up. And later that night, a big green watermelon was carved instead. We do hope you enjoyed the story, The Pumpkin Patch, written by the author known as The Hawaiian Shirt and performed by Gregory Neal. Thank you so much for letting us use your story tonight. Now this brings us to the end of our Halloween episode. If you enjoyed it, please take the time to leave us a review and follow us on our social media. We would love to hear from you. Until our next time among the shadows, Happy Halloween. This has been a Four Pups Audio Works production. Copyright 2021.